Well, welcome to the Empower Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. You can be seated this morning. Thanks, Pastor Nick. Thank you, Kate. Wonderful. Welcome to everyone joining us online today. Great to see you. I was on there a little bit before and said a few things just to say good morning, which is great. But I hope you're talking to each other on there as well. It's great to have you with us today as well. But, you know, I love the, the, the fact that we get to celebrate just the great opportunity of Schoolies Week, of the Christmas appeal that's going out this week as well, which is brilliant. Thank you for being a part of that if you have been or, or God speaking to your heart about being a part of that. That's an incredible thing that we are doing. You know, as Harrison shared this morning, to, to love and give, they are key things we need right now. They are key things we need in this season right now. As we come into December, as we come into this Christmas season, we're launching a new series next Sunday called Hope of the World. And, uh, and I love, I've got a, just a message stirring in my spirit about the fact that, you know, we can show the love of Jesus in this season. We can show who Jesus is in this time, in this season. Uh, you know, how many know the world needs a revelation of Jesus Christ? It needs to know who He is. And see, that's why, you know, we, we, we've got frogs, we've got the Christmas appeal. Uh, we've got one of our life groups, um, Raylene Wern leads an incredible uh, group of ladies in the life of the church. And uh, they are joining in with the Australian Christian Lobby Christmas appeal, uh, sending out a whole bunch of little gospel of Luke's uh, that are going out. There's actually, you know, tens of thousands of them have gone across Australia over the last week, which has been incredible. But Raylene and her life group are uh, going out and they're going to be doing a suburb in Caloundra and covering and bringing out these little gospel of Luke's, the Christmas message. Uh, they're looking at going to the night markets here at Bullcock Beach. And I love, that's, that's showing the love of Christ. It's bringing Jesus in this Christmas season. And, uh, and I just want to say, hey, you know, these, there are great opportunities everywhere. There are opportunities all the time where we can, whether it's small or great, where we can show Jesus. We can show Jesus in this season. And I want to encourage us right now, if you can be a part of anything that's happening, thank you so much. But hey, let's have that heart that says out of love, we're going to show the, the revelation of Jesus Christ in this time. Do you believe that today? Awesome. So thanks to everyone and all you've been doing to make an impact over this season, which is great. We are closing out our series today called Promises. I hope that God has been speaking to your life in this time. And, uh, and I pray that you've been diving into promises in your life as well. You know, I love uh, 1 Corinthians 1.20 says, All the promises of God are yes and amen. That means God speaks the promise and declares the promise. But we agree with the promise with our amen. Amen. That's how we agree. As we say, amen, I believe. I will stand on your promise. I will stand on the victory that you've already won for my life. And church, I believe that this is key for our lives. When we read through Scripture and we read through the thousands and thousands of promises that God has given to our lives, they are so numerous and so many Scriptures that back up the promises of God. But I wanna encourage us today, what is God speaking to your life right now? What's He speaking to your heart right now to remind you of the promise that He wants to really just get inside of our core beliefs in our lives? To begin to believe and say, I'm gonna stand on this promise in my life. And you know, to close out this series, I've got a message today that I've called Covered. Covered. Who believes, and we sang it today in our new song, that God is a God who protects us. He is a God of covering. 
He's the God of refuge. He looks after us. He hedges protection around our lives. And His protection is sure, it is powerful, and it is unmatched in the way that it covers our lives. And I love that, you know, I wanted to really close out with this message today because I believe it's important in our lives to remember that God, there is nothing that can protect our lives more than you can, that can cover us more than you can. How many know His sovereignty, His hand looks after our families, our marriages, our, our work life, our businesses. It looks after our children as they're at school every day. It covers our people. And I wanna just let us know today that God's protection is a promise to your life. It's a promise to your life. It's a promise to my life. And we can hold on to that promise in our world. Psalm 91, who loves Psalm 91? One of the greatest uh, Psalms that really just shows the power of God's protection, covering and refuge in our lives. Psalm 91 verses one to four, it starts with this. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. How many know you're covered? When we come under the hand of God, when we know I am, I am born again, I have accepted Jesus into my life, I am filled with the Spirit, I come under the covering of Christ. No matter what happens in our lives, it's about remembering that we are His. Speaking with my son this week, as we're talking about the promises over our lives, and talking about what God has said over His life. And I, and I spoke to him and I said, I want you to know my son, you are God's. You are God's. No one else covers you. You've been born with a price. The blood of Jesus covers you. You are His. You're a child of the Most High God. And I said, do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe that you are His? You're nobody else's. The devil cannot touch your life because you are under His covering. You're His. You're a child of the Most High God. So he began to receive those words. I believe that there are people here today, you need to remember that today. You need to rem remember that you are a child of God. You are the, a, a, a son, a daughter of the Most High God. You are His. And we all come under His covering and His protection. There is a promise of protection. And we can hold on to that today. See, Psalm 91 is so descriptive in the way that it just unpacks the nature of God. It unpacks what God actually desires to do for us. It unpacks, it says, Lord, you are my fortress, my deliverer, my refuge, in whom I can trust. I mean, it's list after list of, of words, of descriptive verbs, of descriptive things that show us exactly the way that God wants to cover us. How many know I just love the writings of David and, and the Psalms? Just begin to unpack exactly the way that God wants to show us in our lives that He covers our lives. 
Me, sometimes we need to hear, there's days you wake up and you need to hear, Lord, you're my fortress. You're my deliverer. You're my rock in whom I can trust. I can come under the shadow of the Almighty. I can come and dwell in the presence of the Most High and there's nothing else more sure than His covering. It's powerful and we can trust it today. I love the story in Acts chapter 27 that talks about when Paul the Apostle was, had actually been arrested. He'd been actually arrested and, and kind of in prison for two years up until this point. He's on a voyage to Rome because as he stood before one of the Roman governors, he actually appealed to Caesar and now they had no other choice that had to send him on a voyage to go and stand before Caesar on trial. And so we see this story of, of, of Paul as he as he's, gets onto this ship and there are, there are soldiers, there are crew, there are prisoners. There's 276 people on this ship, all right? And they head out on this voyage, but they get to this particular port, port and they're making the decisions. Do we, do we continue to go on and try and make the next port and winter there or do we stay here? And Paul had a, had, a, had a word from God that said to him, hey, we should stay here. We shouldn't go because I can see there's gonna be severe weather. There's gonna be storms if we go. And, and, and if we wanna live, we need to stay here. And uh, they didn't listen to Paul. They said, no, 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 we don't like this harbour. This harbour's not cool. We wanna go to the next harbour, all right? So they were prepared to risk it all because they wanted to hang out at the better place, okay? And so they, they took off. And, uh, and sure enough, the storm rises up and uh, it's like cyclonic winds and just blows the ship about. And so it is so strong that it lasts, scripturally, it lasts for two weeks. For two weeks. I mean, how many know that's a long storm? That's a lot of wind, a lot of rain, a lot of waves for a long period of time. So we see that this boat is getting knocked about everywhere. They've got four anchors down at the back, just trying to hold the ship from breaking apart. And so we see in this moment that even though they didn't listen to Paul, this is what he says to them in Acts 27, 29 to 32. At this rate, they were afraid. We would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore. So they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put out more anchors from the front of the ship. How many know they were getting sneaky? You know, the, the sailors were like, hey, let's make it look like we're putting out some anchors, but we're getting out of here, all right? And that they're lowering the lifeboats down, but this is what happened. It says here, but Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, you will die unless the sailors stay aboard. So the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let them drift away. All right, so we see this picture here of, of they haven't listened to Paul, they haven't listened to God's direction, but how many know God's still there? God's still covering them. And they're right in the midst of this situation of making decisions and choices of what they're going to do in the moment of this storm. And so Paul has a clear word from God that none of us should abandon ship. None of us should get out of what is, is, is happening right here because God wants to save every single one of us. But we've got to stay at His Word. We've got to stay and do what He's telling us to do. No, don't get in the boat. Stay on the ship. All right, and this is what the direction is. 
See, I want to encourage us sometimes in challenging situations and the storm is there and you can't see daylight, there's wind, there's waves, there's all sorts of things knocking about your life. It's in those seasons that we've got to get into the secret place of the Most High and listen for His Word. That's when we got to listen in. Because how many know when the wind and the waves are there, when the rain is pelting down, there's lightning hitting the waters in those moments, that's when I need to listen. Because in, in those moments, there's distractions, isn't there? There's this crack over there. There's the howl of the wind. There's waves smashing on the boat. And it's in that moment, Lord, I'm gonna get into Your presence. I'm gonna come into the secret place of the Most High and I'm gonna listen in. I'm gonna listen into your voice. I'm gonna listen into what you're saying. What is your word in this season, Lord? What is your word right now that I've got to hold on to? And I love that start of Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Church, you and I, we can tap into that at any moment of our lives. Every single day, we can make a decision in our lives to say, Lord, I'm gonna tap into your presence. Some days you may wake up and you may think, I don't feel like praying today. I wanna encourage you, that's the best time to pray. That's the best time to try and seek the face of God. Some days you wake up and you're like, I don't feel like opening Scripture today. I don't feel like looking at the Word today. And I encourage you, that's the best time. That's the best time to look at the Word because God is constantly wanting to speak to our lives. He's wanting to guide us, direct us and, and, and lead us and navigate our lives. But we have got to open up our hearts in trust and lean into the presence of God so that we can begin to hear His voice. The Holy Spirit speaking all the time. Are we listening? Are we listening? And maybe you're here today and you're thinking, man, it's been a while since I've, I've heard God's voice in my life. I wanna encourage you, God's speaking. He's speaking right now and He's speaking directly to you. And if we take the time in our lives every day to say, God, I'm gonna come into your secret place. I'm gonna dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. I'm gonna come in closer. And Lord, I'm gonna keep on listening. Hey, you may hear something on that day, you may not. It may take day after day after day of coming back into the presence of God, but you keep coming back, you're gonna begin to tune your heart and your mind and your ears into the voice of the Holy Spirit. Some days, all you can do is put on some worship music and begin to worship God. Begin to come into His presence and open up your heart and say, Lord, I'm coming into worship and praise and thankfulness today. And no matter what's going on in my world, I'm gonna tap into you today because I'm coming to dwell in your presence. Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You know, the Psalm before Psalm 91, which ironically is Psalm 90, <laughs> it starts with this. This was actually written by Moses. Moses wrote this Psalm. It says, Lord, You have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth or ever You had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting. Come on, catch this phrase. You are God. You are God. 
I'm going to say it again. You are God. No matter what is going on in our lives, we can trust the fact that He is God. Before the earth was formed, before all generations, you are God. You were the refuge before anything else was even noted to be a refuge. You were the original refuge. God's the OG refuge. He is. He's the original refuge, the strength, the Almighty. We can come under the shadow of His wing. There is nothing that goes beyond who He is. He is the one we can trust before. The mountains were formed. Why does it speak of mountains? It speaks of strength, doesn't it? Speaks of, oh, I can, in a storm, I can nestle in the mountain. I can, I can dive into a cave. But Moses is trying to tell us here, hey, you're bigger than that. There's no mountain that matches your refuge and your covering. Because sometimes we're looking around and thinking in the natural, where can I find the refuge? And God says, I'm in you. It's all around you. Just trust me. You are God. Some of us here need to remember that day after day after day. To come back into that presence and say, God, today, no matter what's going on, you are God. You are God. In your family today, He is God. In your business today, He is God. In your university degree or matter, whatever you've been doing in your life right now, working a job, maybe there's a whole lot of things going on right now in your world, but He is God every day. And He has the power to direct our lives, to cover our lives, and to navigate our lives through any situation. He is the original refuge. He is the covering and we can trust Him. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That's our promise. That's your promise. It's my promise today. We can hold on to that promise. Regardless of the circumstance of the situation, we can remember you are God. You are God today, no matter what. I wanna tell you, He's God today. He's gonna be God tomorrow. He's gonna be God on Tuesday. And guess what on Wednesday? He's still God. Thursday, I'm gonna wake up. He's still gonna be God. Friday, I'll wake up. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever the day may bring, you're still God. Saturday, you're still God. Sunday next week, thank you, Jesus. You're still God today. You're still God. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. It's been won. It's been bought by His blood. You have been bought at a price. You are His and He is your God. You can trust it today. You can believe it today. Amen. The second thing I see in this is that there is purpose in protection. It's purpose. As Paul is is getting a word from God about this ship and about this voyage right in the midst of the storm, he's got an absolute assurance that they're gonna live. He just knows it, we're gonna live. We'll live through this. Why? Because he has a purpose on his life. There's a call on his life. He knows, God's given me a word, I'm getting to Rome. I'm gonna preach the gospel there. I'm, I'm on, we're on a mission here. We're, we're moving somewhere here. So I know God has given us the word that we are going to live. And I love what it says here in Acts 27 to 22 and 26. It says, 
And this is Paul speaking to the whole crew, all the prisoners, all the officers. He says, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for surely, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in His goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God, it will be just as He said, but He, we will be shipwrecked on an island. How many know that is assurance? That is confidence that we're gonna make it. I mean, that wind is blowing the ship apart. They're about to get hit up against some rocks. The the crew are still trying to think, how are we gonna get out of this situation? But here Paul is saying, an angel of God stood beside me last night and said, we're gonna make it. So I trust His Word. There is purpose in God's direction and there is purpose in God's protection around our lives. And we need to trust it. Hang on to that. That God, there is purpose in what you are doing. There's always a plan in what is going on in a season, even if it doesn't look like the way you prayed. Even if it doesn't look like the way you thought it was gonna play out. Even if it looks a little different, you need to trust the fact that God is still at work. He is doing exactly what He needs to do in all circumstances, all situations, and we can trust in Him. See, God is a God who never changes. He will never change. He will not change. His his promises are yes and amen, and we can trust that. But what can change is the way He moves. He can do things differently sometimes. And we had, a, we had a great life group on, on, on Thursday night with, with the men. There was a life group that I'm a part of with Dave and it's an amazing group of men. I remember we got into a discussion there about the fact that, you know, uh, God never changes, but, but, but sometimes the way He does things can be different. And we had a really great discussion about the fact that sometimes we wanna work out the formula that gets God to do what we want Him to do. I remember sitting with a youth pastor many years ago. I was mentoring his life. And he looked me in the eyes and he's like, what is the formula? What is it? I said, there is none. I'm sorry. It's just him and your trust. There's no formula. The only thing you can trust is that God is God. He will never change. His promise is a yes and amen. But he may move differently. And that doesn't mean He doesn't love you. That doesn't mean He doesn't have a plan for your life or purpose for your life. That doesn't mean He's not going to move in your situation. Just because it's differently to the last time and the way that God moved, it doesn't mean He is not good. And I want you to know this today. God is good. He never changes in who He is, in His nature, and we can trust in His goodness. He is good. He is all loving. He is all good and we can trust in that. But the trust is knowing that God, if you're gonna move in a different way than the way you did before, I'm still gonna trust you. I'm still gonna trust your Word. I'm still gonna believe in you because ultimately at the end of the day, it is our surrender to who Jesus is. It's our heart coming closer to God 
and I don't understand the mysteries of why God moves one way differently to the way He moves in the next sometimes. I don't know why that is. One day we will stand before Jesus and we'll get all the answers we need. But all I know is this, is today I will trust you. Today you are God and I will believe in you and I will trust in you. And I love the fact that, hey, we can trust in the goodness of our God that He will come through. And this is where Paul's at. This is exactly where he's at. Paul trusts the direction of God. I mean, he's getting blown about with the wind. He's getting the waves the, the, that coming in and landing on top of the ship. He's getting all of that, but he's the only one on the ship that has assurance and confidence that they're gonna live. So he's the one who speaks into that moment. And I, I, I love this is that they end up coming aground and the ship gets wrecked but every single one of the 276 people on that ship live. Every one of them. Because God gave a word. God gave a promise that they were going to live and they could trust that and believe that and lean in on that in their lives. I remember a few years ago, uh, James, who was song leading here this morning, um, myself and James and, and Dave Hodson, who leads Kingdom Investors, uh, he's here in the life of the church. If you haven't met him yet, he's a great man, great man of God. And uh, we, were, we were on a, a jet ski trip over to Morton Island. And uh, I remember we were, we were uh, it was about two o'clock and we looked out and there was this massive storm heading over and gonna hit the bay. And uh, Dave, it was like, Dave, when Dave says you gotta go, it's like, yeah, we trust you, man, we're gone. Uh, yeah, so we, uh, Dave was in you know, the SAS and he's got an amazing story about navigation. He knows how to do this. So we like both jumped on our jet skis, ready to go back. And I uh, remember the storm hit and it was, so, it was pummeling us with these waves. The rain was so strong, salt water's banging us in the eyes. I mean, you couldn't even see anything. All, all we could see, isn't it right, James? All we could see was Dave's spray of his wave runner off in the distance every wave or two, all right? And, and we're, we're going flat out just because, man, we gotta make it back to shore. We gotta get back. And it was just like waves pummeling us, but we knew, hey, if I can just follow the spray, if I can just stay with where the spray is, we're gonna make it. We're gonna get back. And uh, sure enough, we make it back to the mouth of Bribe Island, and, uh, and, and Dave looks at us and he goes, I don't know how we did that because I, my GPS broke halfway through the trip. <sighs> and I'm like, man, I'm so glad we're with you. <laughs> James and I, we were thinking, man, we, we probably would have ended up in the port of Brisbane, <laughs> New South Wales somewhere. Maybe, actually, James is a good jet skier. We wouldn't have ended up there. But at the end of the day, we got back to the mouth of Bribe Island. And, and I love that story because that story can show us that sometimes it's just, just the small things of one word that God's placed in your spirit, of one promise of Scripture that He's placed inside of you in any season. And you've got to hold on to that because there's so much that's trying to take your attention in the moment, isn't there? There's waves, there's wind that's howling, there's rain, there's salt water banging you in the eyes. And you're like, all I got is is this, I'm hanging on to you, Jesus. I'm gonna hold on to the Word that you've given me and I'm gonna trust it. And friend, you and I, we know that we can hold on to the, to the power of, the, of His saving grace in our lives, that He covers, 
He protects, He looks after us, and He can be trusted today. And I believe there's people here today that you need to remember again that He is God. He's Almighty. He did rise from the dead in the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Guess what? He lives in you. He lives in you. He lives in me. He lives in our lives. He's guiding, directing our lives every day. And He's covering and His protection and His refuge and His strength. It can be trusted. We can hold on to who He is. Amen. Each and every one of us today. Why don't we close our eyes this morning? I just wanna ask if there's anyone here today that maybe you don't know Jesus today for yourself. And we wanna give you an opportunity this morning where you can say a prayer with me in a few moments to accept Jesus into your heart, into your life. See, as I was preaching this morning and talking about the value and the power of what we can have in our belief in Jesus Christ, it is powerful. There is something incredible that we can tap into in Christ that when He fills our lives and, and we open our heart to Him, we can know His saving grace. We can know His love. We can know His life. We can know who He is. The Bible promises to infill us with His Spirit that we become God's. We become His, a child of the Most High God. That's what the promise is and it's found in Jesus Christ. It's not found anywhere else. It's in Him. He is the way. He is the truth and He is the life today. And I wanna encourage anyone here that you've never said a prayer to accept Jesus into your life. This is the greatest decision you can ever make in your life is to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna accept you, Jesus, as my Saviour and my Lord. This can be your moment. Maybe you've come with a friend or family member today. Maybe this is your first time in church. Maybe you've been many times before, but you know you've never said yes to Jesus. Today can be that moment where you say yes to Him. And if that's you today and you wanna say yes to him, I wanna encourage you, why don't you lift your hand today? Just raise your hand today if that's you to say yes to him today. If you're online, just stay with us in this moment. There's a link coming up on the screen. You can click that if you want to, to pray this prayer with us today and stand with us today. If that's you, just raise your hand and say, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I've been doing this journey of life alone and I wanna do it with him. I wanna do it with Christ today. I wanna take my steps with Jesus from this day on. If that's you today, just raise your hand. Say yes to Jesus. Maybe there's people here that you've said yes to Christ in the past, but you know you've walked away from God. You know you've stepped back from Him and you wanna make a recommitment to Jesus today. If that's you, you wanna recommit your life, just lift your hand as well. Say yes to Jesus. Yes to Him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. What we're gonna do, we're gonna pray this prayer together because I know there's people online that wanna pray this with us today and, and all of us here, I'd love if we can all pray this together and repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin and my past. Jesus, I accept you as my Saviour and as my Lord. I am born again into your kingdom and your family. Amen.